Today we've been joined by Sydney Swans AFLW youngster Lexi Hamilton. Lexi, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Cooper, for having me. Very excited to have a chat. No worries. So tell us a bit about yourself. For people that don't know too much about you, what type of play you would describe yourself as and uh, how you got into footy? Um, so footy-wise, uh, I would describe myself as like an aggressive, versatile kind of key position player. Um, yep. Sort of my whole football career, I've been kind of thrown <laughs> thrown wherever fits best. So I've played um, yep. through all the lines, like mainly key positions. So um, key back and then ruck and then forward as well through throughout my career. When I first started, I was kind of always the tallest as ruck. So I was always in that midfield sure. position. But now that everyone's kept growing and I, and I haven't stopped, haven't, I haven't kept growing. Um, I fall into like a little bit of a um, yeah key position player that kind of plays around the ground. Um, yeah. But when I am ruck, I, do, I don't necessarily like um, consider myself as like a true ruck. I become like sort of another midfielder and try and get nice a few fun. possessions around the ball and help um, work the ball up the ground and help back in transition as well. So it's good. But um, yeah, I got into footy through my family. Like my dad had played when he was younger, just local footy. Um, and at mm-hmm. the time... I was like, I started when I was like maybe 15, 16. So, um, and my brother was playing and initially like when I wanted to join, when I was like 14, there was the not really a established like youth girls competition. There was only senior women's and um, mm. I was I was too young to play. So I was kind of turned away. And then um, about a year later, I joined um, joined a football club down in Canberra and Played my first like youth girls um, tournament, and then yeah, sort of everything just kind of took off from there. So you've played at three AFLW clubs. So you played at Gold Coast, you played at North, and now at the Swans the last few seasons. Um, how was that draft night for you? The very first night when you got drafted all the way back in twenty nine and at pick thirty eight. How was that? How was that night? And how was the lead up into that night? Was it, I'm sure pretty nervous at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think um. Like my, so I got picked up as a second year draft. Um, so my first yeah. draft year I got missed, which was quite unfortunate. And back mm. then, um, I guess the concept of like management and um, what's the word? nomination wasn't quite as established as it is today. So you'd kind of nominate without any certainty um, whether you were going to get picked up or not. So coming from Canberra, mm. I nominated New South Wales um, and ACT and then unfortunately didn't get picked up by the Giants. And then, yeah, had some really strong conversations the following year. Um, and then, yeah, when the when I finally had my name read, uh, read out, it was, it was a pretty surreal feeling. Um, but I think mm. a lot of the people I had around me were really, um, really like, they really brought me down. Like they, not brought me down, but they brought me back down to earth and said like, you know, getting drafted is, is just like the mm. first step in your journey, like playing, sustaining a spot on your list, which I've, you know, um, been fortunate enough to, to experience both sides of that. Um, yeah. And, you know, making connections and enjoying football is another thing. So getting drafted is not the easy thing. It's still a very, very hard task to do. But it's kind of like if you, AFOW is such a, it's such a whirlwind of an experience. And if you don't um, appreciate it all, it can very quickly just slip away. So getting drafted was awesome. But then staying on the list um, and actually enjoying footy was the, was the next task. How, how, how was your debut for the Suns in the AFLW? How was that game you played in round one of 2020? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know if you know the score of that game. That was, the I think, the lowest scoring game in AFLW history. We played, oh, okay. I think it was Blacktown. Yeah. It was pouring. <laughs> I was a key tall forward. It was like 7-6 yeah. or something. It was a terrible day out. Uh, but to be, yeah. be able to make my debut in round um, – it was round one, was it? 
Yeah, round one. No, yeah. yeah, round one. Yeah, um, was pretty awesome um, to run out with the girls. And um, although we, we didn't get the win, it was like such a surreal feeling to be able to make my debut. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the season, obviously, was quite a quite a tough one for me. Like I was named emergency probably the following seven out of ten or seven out of eight mm. games. Like it was quite it was quite a difficult year, and I struggled a little bit mm. away from home and um, probably needed a little bit some more support, a little bit more support, like as a young athlete. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was such a surreal feeling, and um, that's one that I'll you know cherish forever. Like your first mm. first game in AFW, your debut, having all my family yeah. and stuff there was was pretty awesome. The transition to North Melbourne, how did that come about and how was that opportunity at the Roos as well? Yeah, so following my um, season at Gold Coast, that was the season that COVID cut us short and we also yeah. went into a, into a lockdown. So I'd, I'd moved back home, the co- like had my interseason reviews and stuff, which were, quite, which were quite positive and then moved back home and then, um, you know, the uncertainty of relocation and training and everything. Um, I wasn't offered a new contract at, at Suns, which was, I mean, a bit of a blessing in disguise in consideration of where I am now and how happy I am yeah. with my life. Um, but I decided that, that my journey wasn't really over still. So I, I was, um, I travelled from Canberra to Melbourne, which is a seven-hour one-way, so 14-hour return drive. Um, wow. And, yeah, I was doing that. I played 14 rounds in the VFLW. Um, mm-hmm. And I just enjoyed my footy down in Melbourne. I really loved the girls. And then was lucky enough to be um, picked up as an injury replacement um, following mm-hmm. a, an ACL injury in the AFLW, joined North Melbourne because I'd already had a bit to do with North Melbourne as the VFL club that I was playing for. Um, yeah. It was such an easy transition, which I was super lucky for. And the girls were amazing. Like I loved my time at North and um, still keep in touch with some of the girls today. Like they're such a great group of girls and um, yeah. super appreciative of their program and, and they're a part of my journey. Um and then, yeah, I was lucky enough to play a few games for them and, and really, and once again, like be named as emergency. So really be around that traveling mm. and professional side of, of game day and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, following, following that season, I was, I was lucky enough to end up in, in Sydney. Mm. So you mentioned then you came to Sydney, how was that swap yeah. as well? And then to finally play for your sister Cynthia as well must be an even better moment to get, be at the same club and then playing regularly this season as well with her. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've I've been a um a blood supporter like forever. Like um my pa- I was pretty much forced forced into <laughs> supporting the Swans out of my household. Um you only really had what an option. So when Swans came into the competition, it was pretty much a no brainer. Had a contract sitting in front of me and um mm. like it was one of probably the easiest decision I've ever made. And Scott and Kate were really um, you know, the heads of the football club in, in the women's aspect. They were uh super welcoming and I just felt like this is a place I could call home. So it was such mm. an easy call. Um, and, yeah, there was obviously a few people that I had to run up by, but my parents were, <laughs> my parents were more mm. than happy for me, to, for me to join Sydney, meant closer to home, closer to Canberra. Um, yeah. And also, like, playing with the Swans was, was just such a surreal feeling. Um, and then, yeah, Cynthia obviously joined the Swans as well, which was just, like, playing with your sister is like, mm. just having that in the back of your mind, knowing that you've got your family there as well and your whole family behind you is, mm. was unreal. Um, and then, yeah, to get a consistent spot, like I just felt like at my previous clubs, you know, I had so much to give and I wasn't quite just getting an opportunity. And, and mm. um, yeah, Scott really gave me that opportunity and I feel like I've really grown into grown into this group of girls and I'm just really loving the, the atmosphere and culture we're building at Swans and um, we're just constantly 
growing and you could have seen like with our performance this year already like we've just yeah. grown so much as a group so it's it's a really exciting time but yeah playing with cynthia obviously she took out club champion last year and i yeah I said like she owes it she owes it to me you know like <laughs> as her little mentor um yeah but it's really it's really good also to be there for cynthia like in her in her early days because i know when my time at gold coast when i was just you know 18 19 i really i really would have benefited from somebody um just showing me the ropes showing me like professionalism showing me mm. you know this is when you this is you should be doing this more like you know this baseline you don't just have to show up for training you've actually got to just train so um like that was my goal in my first year at swans is like i think i was 21 22 21 i said like i really want to help those young girls who have just been drafted find their way in the system because you know those first few years are really tough and until you yeah. find your feet it's very easy to um to feel like very overwhelmed by the system and it's such a different change from from coming out of school and then and some girls were still in school so yeah to provide yeah. that support for them as well it's like a two-way two-way relationship how do you think the season's gone so far you obviously had three or you had to win in round one against the giants the, the club's first ever win which was obviously awesome i would assume and then being the power last week and then i think it was west coast the other one how's the season been so far because there's been a few mixed results but there's been some really good performances as of late too especially yeah yeah no absolutely like so i unfortunately missed our um our round win round one win i was out with yeah. an mcl injury i did in the in a practice match so i had a couple of weeks couple of weeks rest um and that happened to be the final week that i <laughs> the final week that i had to knock off my rehab um but yeah just yeah. to be around the girls around the girls that day was unreal like such a great win and especially against giants you know there's a lot of history there between yeah. the, between the men's men's side of football as well so it's it was unreal to be able to get over the top of JWS and, you know, they've just had their first win of the season as well. So well done to them to kind of get, fight their way back. But um, yeah, the win was, the win was unreal and it was such a high and the whole club was on such a high from losing, you know, 10 straight games last season with no real mm. um, outlook on, on winning. We only came close in a couple of games. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, to get first win in round one was, um, was unreal. But then, yeah, to follow it up, like Scott talks about, like it's not about our first win. It's about the the bridge in between our first and second win and then our second and third win that'll determine you know the progression of this club so then to get our second win against west coast was was something like quite euphoric. and that was my my first win with the club as well so that was awesome yeah. you know we came close with carlton um and we've spoken about yeah, definitely yeah a game of a game of moments and sometimes we just we weren't able to take our moments and carlton were the better yeah. team better um better at taking their moments in terms of that game and then um yeah port on the weekend was just unbelievable when mm. you compare about how we were last season like we went i think we, it was 66 2 or something it was it was a we got absolutely flogged so to be able to come mm. back and then put on a performance like we did against port on the weekend and um credit to port they're a great team and you know their culture like their um never terrorist yeah. part and stuff was was unreal mm. to be you know to witness that on the other side yeah, but, pretty um, cool. yeah it was unreal but um yeah, to be able to to be able to get the win over poor and you know we're only six rounds in to get to be three and three. It's mm -hmm. um it's pretty pretty drastic change. And I think the like um, you know, whilst our on field stuff is has been old like, you know, been getting better, it's a lot of our off field stuff, so our connections and yeah. building our culture and really our grassroots as well. Like it's not just about football at the end of the day, it's about building a really sustainable club that's um that's gonna provide a really good pathway for mm. people people wanting to get drafted and um, you know, it's one thing being a good team, but building a really good progressive pathway for girls yeah. to then fall into and, and feel comfortable coming into that program is a, is um, something I think we're really working on as well. That Cullen game you mentioned, I went to that game and it was 
probably, like you said, the few moments of probably decision-making I felt it was a little bit. I think it was in the first half in particular. There might have been some shots where some of the guys were probably in distance, probably tried to be uh, – just trying to think of the word. Like, trying to pass it off too much, probably that extra pass a bit too much in the first half because I remember, for instance, being on the side that happened where they probably could have been in range. But regardless, it was still close in that game and it was just close enough to winning that game. Then the Hawks this week at home, obviously, be it's side similar – uh, on the ladder, they've had a few close losses lately, but um, obviously another opportunity to pull another wing. You're only percentage out of the top eight at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not, um, you know, from where we, where we were last year. It's mm. like it's huge to think of where we are this year. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Like we're we're still in finals contention. Like whilst we've we've lost a couple, um, the season's not over. And that's I think mm. that's the hard thing about you know the ten game season is that. It, um, it just flies by so quickly, like so. You know, to think, to think that we've only got four games left and we're over halfway in the season is is um, mm. unreal. But yeah, Hawks this week at home, which is super super exciting. Um, we had a really good game against them last year as well, and we've picked up well. They've picked up well, so it'll be really interesting to see. I think it'll be quite a similar game to um, to like our Carlton game, where it's a game of moments. So we've really got to step mm. out there. They've got some some really quality players in there, so we've got to we've got to bring out, be able to bring. Um, you know, effort and intensity once again this weekend. And um, mm. we'll go into our, our pre-match offer review, I think, sometime this week, later this week. So we'll be able to yep. get the messages strong about what's required to, to sort of get the job done this weekend. Because, um, yeah, absolutely, like, just outside the top eight. So, um, you know, we're not we're not done. You know, we've won three, but we're not done. Mm. And that's something that we're really focusing on. Like, we can't just sit back and be content with three wins because we had zero wins last season. So really want to keep on yeah. driving, driving our standards up and um, aim to be, you know, the best club still. What's a week to week like for as an, as an AFLW football, obviously given to the men's program, obviously with the season being longer and everything like that, but how's the week to week like for you personally? Um, so I'm also a registered nurse and registered paramedic. So I completed my mm-hmm. four year uni degree at the end of um, last year. So I'm currently working as a registered nurse in lifeblood. So, being that gap between um, uh, obviously blood donation and then Trent um, and then for the person that receives it in a trauma side. Um, yeah. And so a week to week. So we were in the club um, last night. So you would do upper review, some recovery, uh, sorry, match review, recovery, um, bit of gym, like bit of just like mobility stuff. Um, yeah line reviews and then some of your one-on-one reviews about your game on the weekend. And that includes for like um, the girls who play in the scrimmage. So they'll get some reviews done as well. So they can continue their development. Um, Typically we have like a break in between our main sessions. So tonight we have um, T1. So our first training of the week. So we come in um, anywhere between like two and three. Um, And then we've got gym. Uh, a couple of meetings to get through on the track, um, structured recovery, and then dinner. Um, um, and we're obviously with our new facility this year, we're lucky enough to have, um, you know, a chef on site. So we, we get our dinner yeah. um, prepared for us as well, which is just outstanding this year. It just is so easy for other um, other responsibilities you have in your life. Um, for me then tomorrow, uh, like on the Wednesday, I'm, I'm working um, and then Thursday work as well, but Wednesday is our, is our day off. Um, so okay. girls who, who have work outside of football, they can work and girls who have uni, that can be their big uni day. Thursday I'm working again, but then um, we have training in the afternoon. Usually like Wednesday will be sort of like your match selection and 
and stuff yeah. to get a gauge of like what's going on for the weekend. Thursday will be um, second training, so more of a structured approach into the weekend rather than um, so like like T one is like our training one is more like a review thing. What do we need to work on for the weekend? And then um, our Thursday or T two training is more going into the weekend what do we need to work on um are there any sort of certain types of ball movement we need to try and adjust and whether we're going to try some different positions this weekend um and then like for saturday games obviously you have your friday friday match preparation um mm. and that'll be just a short quick quick like you know 45 minutes on the track just like kind of yeah. get out any cobwebs stretch your legs get some get some ball movement going and then um yeah like some more recovery throughout the week um saunas and ice baths on top of those just to make sure and massage just to make sure that you're ready for the weekend. And then obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, Saturday going into going into the game, so it'll be a lot of um, – I think we have a three o'clock game this week, which is good, so I think it's quite hot mm. in Sydney. So it will be nice to sort of get an Arvo game. But, um, yeah, girls have the freedom to do kind of whatever they want that morning, whether that be like going for walks or breakfast. Obviously, game day um, is quite structured. And then yeah, um, Sunday or Sunday will all be recovery and then – we go back again Saturday. on Monday. So we really only get um like one sort of day off like this week. So obviously we're there mm. Monday, Tuesday, day off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, game day, Saturday, and then Sunday off. So it is still quite full on, but um those mm. I think the big difference between the men's and women's program, we're still in there quite a bit, but is is yeah. the duration and the timing of training. So we were trained from like sort of three till nine or four till nine PM, whereas the men, okay. you know, they're in there yeah. ten till ten till four. So um yeah. we're still in there quite a bit and we have a couple of shorter days as well which is nice mm. um obviously with less players we don't have to don't have to get 60 60 boys through the gym and stuff so it's it's nice yeah. to, to, and now that the boys are on um, off season we sort of have a lot of space for ourselves so it's it's quite nice yeah danielle ponton when she kicked a goal um in, from the center square i don't know if you remember that do you think you'd be able to recreate that moment or any teammate that thinks they'd be able to recreate that um, I think if there was anyone that would be able to create it, recreate it, it's probably, I think either like Cynthia or Chloe, um, yeah. they've just got like massive boots. Um, mm. like I think Cynthia kicked one last year from just outside the 50, like it dribbled in. Okay. I did, did Pontus go straight? Like was it on the full or it bounced? I think it bounced a fair bit, probably yeah, 25 yeah, metres or so in front and bounced through yeah. a couple of plays or over the head, I think, or beside them. Yeah. 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 No, I think, um. Yeah, if there was anyone that would be able to do it, it'd probably be, yeah, Chloe or Cynthia. Like they're both very, yeah. very um, roosted kicks. Like they can get some get some meters on the ball. So I think with a good wind, they would definitely be able to get it get it behind the pack and through the goals. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of goals, your first AFLW goal. Do you remember AFLW goal? Do you remember it and how was it? Yes, yeah, so around round three um, last year against the Giants, I think. Yeah, I remember like just being over the world because I took it wasn't um like it wasn't a it wasn't just a goal given to me. I really had to work for it. And I remember it was a really good contested mark and there was a few girls in there that were um strong contested marks for Giants as well. So to be able to get a get over the top and, and get a hold of the ball was real good. And then yeah, to finish it off with mm. Unreal um at SEG. So first ever AFW player to kick a goal at SEG, which was, well, which awesome. was surreal. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So something that'll allow um you know, forever be, you know, that, that can't change. That was, that was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, to keep my first goal against the, against the Giants and that was my debut mm-hmm. game. Uh, sorry, like my um, Gold Coast debut game was against the Giants oh, as well. So yeah. a bit, a bit, uh, a bit ironic. So 
yeah, it was pretty <laughs> unreal. And then to have, you know, yeah. like Cynthia alongside me and then some of the girls that are, you know, some mm. of my closest friends um, playing as well, which was, which was unreal. So that was an awesome experience. And even though we, we mm. lost the game on the day, it was um, such a surreal experience to, to get mm. that um, first SCG game and then to get my first goal. So, yeah. You played 18 AFW games currently. Well, what's the best individual game you've played in, whether you've played on a really strong opponent and you've kept them goalless or kept them to minimal impact? Um, I think I can't remember if it was against Hawks or Essendon. I think it was yep. against Essendon last season, maybe. Um, I just had like plenty of the footy. Like I was in such good positions, ran really well around the ground. I felt quite good. But even my game on the weekend, I thought it was... Um, was quite good from a contest side. Like I didn't really let my opponent in the, um, get um, too much of the footy, like coming against Houghton and Schultz. Like it was really good to, to yeah. not let them um, like, you know, dominate me in any aspect of the ground as a bit of an undersized player. Like I'm only 177 and um, both those mm. girls are quite tall and quite quite strong in the contest. So to be able to, um, mm. to really minimize their impact around the ground was something that I um, was really happy with. Um, Whereas I think some of my some of my scrimmage matches were really good. Like my um my, our pre preseason matches were quite good. Um, mm-hmm. obviously I hurt my I um injured my knee in match two against Carlton, so that was quite mm-hmm. um quite hard. And that's like I guess like my first kind of serious ish injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming back from that, like in terms of confidence and um flying at the footy and stuff, has been something mm-hmm. that I'm consistently working on, and I'm sort of finding my feet a little bit now. Um, a couple of games later, so. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I haven't really seen, well, we haven't really seen my best footy yet. I've just been, um, building and I think this season was, was something that I've been really trying to come out of. And then, yeah, with my MCO injury in the, in the preseason, it's just, um, I've been like sort of so slowly accumulating confidence and getting back Mm -hmm. up to where, where I'd like to play my football. So it's, I think, um, I don't know if my best footy has yet to come too, too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's some more good games to come. Um, who would you say is your best player in the competition? Not necessarily this year, but just in general, who do you feel the best player is in the comp? Um, in the whole competition. Yeah. Oh. I've had a few te- uh, players um, on, well, on the last few months who've picked their own teammates. Are you going to go out, outside it or <laughs> are you going to... A lot of people pick their own uh, players, but fair enough, though. Um, oh. I think um I think like getting the ball is one thing, but then using the ball well is like another thing. So, yeah. Um, you know, like it seems so bad, but uh, like it's because I'm from North, but I think Jasmine Garner is one of the better players in the competition at the moment. Yeah. I think the way she uses the footy, um, is able to get her own ball and then impact forward and then help back with her, with her tackle pressure is like outstanding. Um, I think she's really hard working. Like looking at her GPS numbers and from my time that I was with North was just outstanding. Her work rate and the intensity around mm-hmm. the ground. It's just phenomenal, and I think her her transition is is um is unbelievable as well. And then, obviously, like some more um high possession player uh, ball getters are super impactful. But just um what they do mm-hmm. with the ball and then their defensive pressure, I think really, um, you know, isolates Jasmine as one of the better players in the competition, and she's having a fantastic season. So yeah, I love watching yeah. watching her play, and um, yeah, I think really respect her as a player and. Um, I think that was one of our goals when we came up against North North last year is <laughs> to really minimise her impact, you know, around the footy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's yeah, she's just an outstanding player. That's if I was um 
if I was a midfielder, like a, mm. <laughs> a midfield forward that wasn't a tall key position player, that's someone I'd, I mm. wanted to aspire to kind of play like. She's a very good player and she's having a great season so far. There's potentially Garner might get mentioned here again, but uh, who do you think is going to win the best player for this season at the end of the season in the competition? Is it Jasmine Garner or is there some other names floating around that you think could be that potential winner? Uh, yeah, I think I think she would definitely be up there along with like, you know, yeah. your other um, consistent showers that, that come every year that they could be in contention, you know, Ed Hatchard and um, yeah. you'll have, we might even have a couple of, our girls up in the running, you know, they've been in really good form this season. Um, Laura Laura Garner's been pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Laura's been outstanding this season. Really great um, recruit that we've, we've been able to have her here at Sydney. So um, yeah, yeah, she's an outstanding player and she just goes about her business and works really hard. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if she's up there, um, Mm. you know, in, in the, in the higher ranks within our, in the best and fairest count at the end of the year. But you know, it's just I think the level of football has gone up so much this season. Like the the um the professionalism amongst the girls is um amongst the entire league has been outstanding. I think girls are really invested in invested in AFLW completely. Like I think back to my first season when um, you know, the pay was really hard. Um mm. it was really hard. Um the the commitment was really hard and um there wasn't quite a complete buy-in. But now, you know, I think um, a lot of athletes are saying that like, this is a real pr- career, you know. So the buying, I think, is mm. completely there, and um, I think there's like you know, there's so many girls who could who could um be in contention of this year's best and fairest. But um, mm. four rounds to go, you know, it's really anyone's anyone's um anyone's game at the end of the day. That's very true. Any, any few game slip ups, and someone else will be up at the top. Who are the Swans Absolutely. or former? A former teammate who loves the limelight, the intention, and just knows where the camera is. Or in a game day, if they kick a nice goal and they they know it, then they get to over exaggerate a celebration or whatever it is. <laughs> Probably Chloe. Chloe loves <laughs> loves um she loves a little goal celebration. I think she actually did a yeah. a bit of a like hear me one on the weekend. I think she did. Um, yeah. But yeah, she she kicks some outstanding goals and she celebrates even harder. So that's awesome. Um, who else? Obviously, Dakota Davidson loves a celebration. Um, yeah, I can tell about that Frankston game she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think it's our, like, Brooke Lachlan, she loves to celebrate as well. In terms of, like, mm-hmm. like the cameras and stuff and limelight, yeah. um, there's a couple of girls who, who love who love the social media and stuff as well in the team. Yeah. You know, some of the younger girls, they, they love to get around it. Um, but um, yeah, I think in terms of goal celebrations and and that side of stuff, yeah, Chloe and mm. Chloe and Brooke Lock when they love love a goal celebration. But I think if you kick an outstanding goal, you 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 deserve to deserve to kind of um show it show it off. Yeah, that's very true. Do you play AFLW fantasy, and do you know about it? I don't. I don't play AFLW. I do hear some people talking about it. I think mm. I, I don't know too much even about it. I think um, yeah. you choose some people; they're worth some money, right. and then yeah. depending on how they play. Yeah, I, I don't know. So what who would you? Like, there. I don't know if you verse. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Sorry. I don't know how it works, but you just choose, right? You just choose yeah. players. That's right. Yeah, you have a select. You have a yeah. money quota. You have uh, five defenders, uh, six mids, uh, a ruckman, and five forwards. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and okay, then you have right. a bench for one each in each position and a utility they class it as. Um, but yeah, yeah, who who would be the teammate or former teammate that would pick themselves no matter how good they are then they would just pick themselves <laughs> no matter their price uh, or uh, form. um 
at the moment, I reckon probably um, Morph, Ali Morph, she would love yeah. She would love herself to be in the ruck. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know who else. Maybe. Um, She's got a lot of percentage owned too, so she, it wouldn't be the only one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, she would. Um, yeah, granted, she's had a great season, so probably pick her mm. too. But um, I don't know who else. I think a lot of the other girls are quite are quite grounded and quite humble. There's not too many girls that think they're on top of the world, which is great for our culture. Um, mm. Who else, May? I think girls would almost not pick themselves. I think female athletes are quite okay. hard on their on their abilities and they'd be like, no, I'm not good enough. But um, they probably mm. should pick themselves. Um yeah, you know, I'd put a couple of girls in my team from our from our group of girls, and then see how they work yeah. with. Um, I think they'd work well. Like if you made like your all Australian team now and let them play, yeah. like it would be would be unreal. Some of the girls and talent that we have in the FW at the moment is is unreal. Yeah. Yeah, is there? It's funny. I, I do for my own page. I do an all Australian team. I do a team in the week, and I do my own um, medal, like a Brownlow medal version. I'd call it a Scoops medal. Um, yeah, there's some Swans players that are up there at the moment. Um, is there any players that check their stats as soon as the game's over? A bit similar to fantasy. They, once the game's <laughs> over, or when they're allowed access to their phone, they're straight to the AFL Live app to check how their stats went and compare it against whoever. Um, oh, I, like, after the game, it's quite all a bit frazzled. Like, there girls, some girls go and call the parents because, like, we've got interstate girls and some girls can't. Yeah. Um, I think on the bus, a lot of girls check, you know, just to see um mainly team possessions like did we lose in contested ball did we yeah. did we lose in free kicks and stuff like that in terms of like personal stats i haven't really seen too many people checking um yeah. i think ella ella checks i think sometimes after the game because sometimes she <laughs> she'll say like oh like um someone got this many the touches or something i'm like oh how do you know that but um <laughs> besides that i don't i don't know if there's many girls that um that check straight away, but probably on the bus they'd have a look and kind of see. I love to check as well, like um, mm. be like sort of acknowledge the girls that played a really outstanding game. Like um, when Laura mm. got, you know, when she's had a heap of disposal, it's really good to get around her. So, yeah. um, and even like contested marking, like Ella's contested marking has been outstanding. So her intercept possessions, you know, get around them and check the stats and see, you know, because mm. it's super easy to just walk away from the game and take what you take what you thought and um but then do you have to check have a look at actually what's what's happened um outside and how many tackles someone's like you don't really realize how much of an impact someone had on the game until you have mm -hmm. a look but um yeah it's good to get around those girls as well if you could poach one player from any club who would it be or a couple of people as well if there's a couple others you would like to take as well oh um i think in terms of um like once again, like Jazz gone, I think she's outstanding and she'd fit into our mm. culture like perfectly. Um, yeah, we'll take we'll take Jenna as well. She she can come, <laughs> she can come with awesome. us. Um, yeah. uh, um, who have we first? I wouldn't mind um, uh, Schultz from Port Adelaide. Oh, she was an outstanding. Oh, Adelaide, I think, yeah, yeah, Port Adelaide. She was outstanding, and I think um. Uh, her work rate around the ground. She's such a young player, and she's she's really got some um, potential in her game. Um, obviously, yeah. like Bree Moody, she played a cracker game against us as well. I think we lack a bit of um, yeah height around the ground, which would be outstanding. Um, I think we 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 need to a really tall back as well. Um, is someone I would try and poach. So who could we take? 
best key defender? Who's a good key defender? I'm just trying to think. Is it Cooper? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of going through a few teams. I mean, oh, um, oh, that's an interesting one because I don't Maybe think – Yeah, from, from the Crows, yeah, that's a good choice. It's popping up for a few mm. goals this year too. Um, yeah, but she yeah. can go anywhere, so she's outstanding. Yeah, there's no probably real clear standout. I think there's a pretty even spread. Um, yeah. No, I can't think of any of the top head. Belinda Smith for West Coast, I've just noticed the last few weeks for Akita Defender getting about 20 touches the last few weeks, I mean – Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Now, who who's a player in the competition that you feel is a bit we can be at the Swans or anywhere? It's a bit underappreciated. So, in other words, a player that doesn't get talked up as much. Obviously, you hear the big names every single week, but who's someone that doesn't get talked about that should? Um, in all of the AFL, um, or a teammate. Um, hard question. <laughs> I think um, Bella Smith is having an outstanding season for us. Um, yep. she's obviously like sort of coming into limelight now as a as a bit of a key forward, which is really good because we, we, um, you know, like with me going to the rock and we share that position really well. So I think she's having an outstanding game and she's very underrated at the moment, her impact on the ground um, in terms of teammates as well. Like Privatelli, she's having an outstanding season. Yeah, I think um, Brenna, Brenna, Brenna Tarrant um, from, in terms of our team, Brenna Tarrant's been yeah. um, outstanding down in the back line this season, her work rate and, her ability to come up and impact the ball has been um, very good and her decisions um, have been much better this season. I think that's something she's worked on. So I think she's having an outstanding season. And to be quite honest with you, I don't really watch too no. much um, too much other – I watch AFLW a bit, but I don't really, yeah. don't really watch too much in terms of, like, consistency. I really just yeah. focus on our, on our um, pre-matches yeah. and opera analysis and then try and stick out of footy for as, for as much as I can. Otherwise, it becomes a bit – like your whole life if I try and watch all the games. Yeah. So I, I don't know who's having like a really um a really good season in, in terms of underappreciation. But I think um yeah. I think it's a bit like I think in the same like it's a bit of a year of the rucks, you know, like they're mm. they're really having more of an impact around the ground. And um you saw that like with Port Adelaide with um shorts on the weekend and um Bree Moody on the weekend before and then like I think they've just really yeah. in like a morph Ali Morphet season this year that the um having such an impact around the ground, which is, which is pretty good. So, uh, yeah, from our team, I think that's a couple of the girls that's having like, you know, great seasons that are just kind of getting missed. So yeah, Brenna, I think is the main one. I doubt while you were listening to a few names, I actually finally remembered of a key defender. She's only in the second season. Mackenzie early from Hawthorne seems to be having a decent season. Now that's one of the names I could think of. Um, yeah. so I find a few questions for you. I appreciate you coming on. Um, some favorite TV show movies. Is there any type of shows or movies that you got into recently or previously? Um, movies, like I love Leonardo DiCaprio. So it's like, I'm in like love all those, like Shutter Island, The Great Gatsby, all those ones. Um, in terms yeah. of like TV shows, I just love like, you know, binge, binge TV shows. So like either like your Vampire Diaries or Gossip Girl, Euphoria, yeah. um, all those kind of like teenage ones. Um, and yes, yeah. yeah, so they sort of the, the ones that I've been watching lately. Um, don't really, don't really have too much time. For, yeah. for for movies in between like work and footy, so when I get yeah. some downtime, I try and try and relax and put on a movie. But um, yeah, they're the ones I've been watching lately. Any particular comedy shows? Are you a comedy person? What type of genre do you generally try and watch? Um, so like in terms of like, I don't watch too much TV, but I watch a lot of TikTok. So that's probably okay. where a lot of my time, yeah. a lot of my time <laughs> goes. I've been watching heaps of like the Impractical Jokers, um, yep. lately, and I think they're so funny. Um. In terms of like comedy, 
um, like uh, I've been watching like Matt Rife as well. He's super funny. I think just some of his crowd work is so mm. funny. Um, but yeah, I don't watch a lot of like live TV. Um, but yeah, do watch a lot of TikTok. That's good. So in just one final thing I want to appreciate, I found this very interesting, I found online too. In 2017, you competed in the Cadet World Champions in Santiago in Chile. How, how was that and how did that come about and what passion did, uh, how did the passion for that come about? Yeah, so um, before I was doing AFL, um, I was judo, so that's a mixed martial art um, involving yep. like throwing people rather than rather than hitting, which I guess helped um, Cynthia and I's tackling abilities. Um, but yep. Yeah, I was just um, I was just training. Um, I used to do CrossFit as well, so I was just doing CrossFit. And um, at the gym that I was doing CrossFit at, we the there was a judo judo um, I guess like training session happening at the same time. And yep. we were, my family were like quite like, what is going on? And we gave it a gave it a try. So I think I started when I was probably sort of like simultaneous with footy. I'd I'd played a heap of sport growing up, including like basketball and um, range of other sports that you do when you're growing up, but um mm. yeah like started doing judo had a really and it's a really like family-like sport um very small community community base so it's really easy to get you know um get super involved with and that's what I sort of did I got involved quite early on and found that I was um I think I did it for maybe like four years maybe yeah. like maybe like sort of like like 14 to 18 um and yeah, fell in love with it. I had a really good group of friends there, really great coaches. Um, and, yeah, was lucky enough to be selected for the Australian team um, at 17. Went to uh, yeah. Santiago in Chile and um, competed in the World Championships there. Um, and in comparison, like, that's – it was such a huge achievement just to get a straight – so selected for Australia. Um, mm. And then when I um, – the competition that I was in, like, the international competition – in terms of like Australian judo and compared to and compared to the world, we're kind of in the mid rank and um yeah. I had a really great fight on my on my first fight, but I unfortunately lost my first fight and I don't okay. know if you know too much about international sports, but it's um mm. it's pretty much elimination as soon as you as soon as you lose. Okay. So um I lost kind of due to like time, like the time um I guess it expired and I had less points. It wasn't necessarily that I lost via like a arm bar or um, anything like that so that was pretty it was an mm. awesome experience though to go overseas and compete internationally and see the different different athletes and the different ways people would fight so um yeah, yeah outstanding experience and uh, I was very grateful to be a part of that but then ultimately like I didn't have enough time to kind of do judo and footy um yeah and then uh yeah footy kind of just I guess took over my life which has been mm. nice if it had to mix it so I just want to add two more quick ones I appreciate you coming on yeah, yeah. um the, who who would you feel? So we mentioned earlier a bit, bit about who loves to come in the limelight. Who would be a player that loves talking about themselves or doing an interview like this? And who do you think I should try and target next from any particular club that you think I should try and get on next? Oh, I don't really know too many personalities from other clubs. Um, other than like a lot of the Gold Coast girls have moved on, and um, yeah. the North girls, I'm not I'm not too sure who would who would. But from our team, um, I think some of the younger girls um, would definitely be like your best target um yeah. and a lot of i guess like it comes down to like helping others and allowing your mm. platform to build as well so i guess some of the more of like girls with gratitude to um to jump on board and really help help um and like provide some insight into like 
what it's mm. like at A for W level and what the journey is like to get here. Um, so yeah, I reckon definitely, I think the young girls around that, like mm. 18 to 20, 23 would be your best bet. Nice. That's definitely, I mean, it's good to get people. I like to get anyone, no matter if they're played one game, no games, or they're just starting their career or there was someone at the end of it. It's good to get anyone. Now the hardest question of them all. And the last one, I really appreciate you coming on. It's plain and simple. Who's the better sister, you or Cynthia? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Cynthia obviously won the club champion, but um, as I said, yeah. she owes it all to me, like as her as her mentor. Agreed. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think City is a great footballer. She's got such a bright future ahead of her. She's just such a um, she brings everyone up with her, and her intensity and effort in the game is just outstanding. And um, mm. whilst we play very different positions, we do we do quite play quite similar styles of of football. And I think our connection yeah. in the field. Um, you know, just playing with each other for so many years and understanding patterns mm. and movement and stuff has been really good for our season so far this um, this season eight. So I would have to say, like, Cynthia is the better footballer, but in terms of, yeah. like, if we were to come against each other, I don't know what would happen because <laughs> I, I do love being on a, on the same team as her. So that's something I'm very grateful mm. for. I'm not, I'm not envious of the Press Barker sisters at all playing against each other, so I'm very grateful <laughs> yeah. to be playing playing alongside sister, uh, alongside Cynthia. That's, that's right. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, Lexi. All the best for the rest of the season. Who knows? You could be playing finals at this rate. And even if you don't, it's still a from a season that you didn't win a game last season, unfortunately. But to see the progression this year has been really good. Had a few more experienced players. Obviously, Chloe come in and a few others as well. And to be in that conversation still right now is a good credit to the rest of you girls. So appreciate you coming on, Lexi. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Cooper. Yeah. Keep nice. an eye out for the rest of the year. Beautiful. Well,